Welcome to Lou Marks the Spot, brought to you by yours truly, Lou Marks, bringing sanity and common sense back to America. Let's talk about the Democrats' COVID and Thanksgiving lockdown hypocrisy scam. Whether to have a lockdown or not is not a scientific question. It is now a political one. The truth has been tremendously obscured in this pandemic for months, but has become crystal clear over the past few weeks. Democrats cannot stand Americans protesting lockdowns, but they're all in for rioting, looting, arsons, and shootings. Lockdowns for thee, but not for me. Do as I say, not as I do, is the new Democratic mantra. There was a dramatic shift in the tone of public health leaders about the relative dangers of COVID in crowds. Multiple public health experts were quoted on the record as saying that their public health concerns about transmission of COVID were trumped by their public health concerns about racism and the need for protest. Any example of this was the following tweet from Jennifer Nuzzo, Dr. P.H. at Dr. Johns Hopkins. We should always evaluate the risks and benefits to control the virus. In this moment, the public health risks of not protecting the demand and end to systemic racism greatly exceeds the harms of the virus. Systemic racism again, that's all the Democrats can say. Now the virus is guilty of systemic racism. The tone of the public health experts was quite different a month ago. For example, Arthur Kaplan, an ethicist, was quoted as saying that lockdown protesters have a moral duty to forego medical care in favor of those who follow the rules. Unbelievable. Of course, the scientific truth is that the virus does not care about who it is protesting and for what cause. Nothing had changed except the politics of who was protesting. The hypocrisy of many experts was clear. They were trying to frame their assessment of politics, risks, and trade-offs of lockdowns as science, when in fact it was their individual opinion, assessment, and democratic hypocrisy. There is nothing wrong with individual opinion and assessment. That is a domain of policy and opinion pages. The New England Journal of Medicine has run a policy and perspective section for decades. Their viewpoint is quite similar to the New York Times editorial page, and for a long period of time it was clearly understood that those perspectives and editorials were quite different than the science parts of the journal. So the editorial pages had nothing to do with their perspectives and opinions with science. Then another democratic lie. We need to have a real dialogue on the science, policy, and viability of lockdowns. Questions about lockdown policy will only increase in the next few weeks as we most assuredly get a bump in infections from large protests as well as the shift in movement from phase one to phase two in many states. What would this dialogue involve? Here are some thoughts. There's no perfect answer, first of all. We need to make real and explicit trade-offs. We make trade-offs all the time. An example is the speed limit. If you drive 100 miles an hour, you are much likely to get into an accident more than 10 miles an hour. As a society, we set speed limits with a clear understanding that some people will die in motor vehicle accidents. Political and policy trade-offs. What is the degree of medical harm that is incurring from the economic damage inflicted by lockdowns? What is the risk of mental health, suicide, addiction, and domestic violence, to name a few? Tremendous cases and increase. How does that compare to the degree of medical benefit from a lockdown? Nobody knows. 
What infringement on civil liberties and constitutional rights should be willing to tolerate in the name of public health? The answer is none, zero, zip, nada, not one. Democrats don't care. What does it mean to be an essential business? What values are involved? Why are liquor stores and strip clubs essential and churches are not essential? The democratic way. How can we increase the precautions and testing in the nursing home industry, which are causing 50% or more of all the COVID deaths? What are the facts in our specific geographic area? How can we tailor our policy to meet our specific community? The virus is less fatal than we initially thought, and there are clear groups that are at higher risk, and now we know what they are. Most deaths are concentrated in nursing homes, the elderly, and patients with high morbidity rates. Social distancing and hand washing are helpful in reducing transmission. The virus is much less transmissible outside. The virus is only causing chronic illness in a subset of people. Are masks helpful actually in reducing transmission? Opinions are divided. Is medical treatment changing and improving outcomes in COVID? Is the virus changing? Is the combination of the two leading to reduced mortality from COVID? Should we be advocating for additional preventative interventions? Is having a healthy immune system, example, normal levels of vitamin D, help to prevent COVID complications? How much real data is there to support the six feet distancing recommendations? Would a close radius example, four feet, allow business to become more viable? Wear a mask, keep your social distance, wash your hands, don't travel for the holidays, don't attend large gatherings, including Thanksgiving or Christmas. Nonsense lies in democratic hypocrisy. But not everyone seems to be getting that message. In California, Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom got rung up for attending a November 6th dinner party for a political advisor. The outdoor event, which turned out that he lied, was not an outdoor event, it was an indoor event. At a high-class Napa Valley eatery called the French Laundry featured at least a dozen people. The full list of attendees, believe it or not, has not been disclosed at the time, but now it is. It's now known Newsom was seated among at least three lobbyists, including two top officials for the California Medical Association, the CMA. And they're there disobeying every COVID rule. An organization that represents and lobbies for 50,000 doctors and has recently tweeted messages including hashtag stay at home, hashtag wear a mask, and they broke every rule. But hey, you're not the governor, so if you want to celebrate Thanksgiving in a state, remember, no more than three households, including your own, at the gathering, keep your distance. And it gets worse. Spokesman Anthony York, Democrat, confirmed CMA CEO Dustin Corcoran and Senior Vice President Janice Norman were in attendance at that party with Newsom. It's incredible. Medical people in attendance breaking the rules that they keep pushing on us, the people. And Newsom isn't the only one to live up, live it up while everyone else suffers. New York Democrat, psychopath, sociopath, government Como, for example, is rarely seen in the mask. Yet his Twitter feed never stops harassing you to mask up. And by the way, he's just thrilled with himself over his handling of the COVID-19 crisis, even though it resulted in more deaths than any other state and according to the New York Times, seeded the virus throughout the country. The governor's daughter recently posted a picture of her dad, two of his daughters, one of the boyfriends and Como secretary, while hanging out with no social distancing and masks. Were all of them part of the same household? Doubtful. Yet you, of course, have to avoid family and friends. You know, just in case. 
Andrew Cuomo, whose disastrous policies also killed thousands in his state. He's a mass murderer. Also applauding protests as they smashed through New York City, looting stores and clashing with police trying to maintain order. Cuomo said he stands with those defying statement home orders to protest. But weeks before that, as millions across the state were losing their jobs, Cuomo told protesters demanding the state reopen. You have no right to jeopardize my health and my children's health. What a phony hypocrite. He's one of the worst governors and politicians in American history. One of Cuomo's most famous constituents similarly seems to think rules are for the little people. He actually broke quarantine after testing positive for the virus. And the New York company makes window stickers of Comey watching over your Thanksgiving. The constituent's wife posted pictures of herself working out indoors, maskless, with a personal trainer, while gyms in the state remained closed. And he was recently photographed getting a haircut, maskless, which would result in a $1,000 fine for the rest of us. I'm referring, of course, to Governor Cuomo's brother, CNN host, the idiot Chris Cuomo Fredo, who got a pass on all of his bad behavior because of his last name and left-wing politics. And of course, because he works for CNN. On the West Coast, Democratic Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti threatened in March to turn off utilities for any business that reopened, saying he wanted to punish irresponsible and selfish behavior. Then he turned around and supported the protests. I will always protect Angelino's rights to make their voices heard. Tens of thousands of people in the street, no masks, no social distancing, that's okay. And Washington, D.C. Democratic Mayor Muriel Bowser, who threatened to hit violators of stay-at-home orders with $5,000 fines or even up to 90 days in jail, sang a different song when thousands of protesters rioted in the nation's capital, defacing memorials and monuments and torching a historic church. She said, we are grieving hundreds of years of institutional racism. So that was okay. So thick is the hypocrisy, you can cut it with a knife. Democrats applaud the race, riots, and looting, anything to hurt President Trump's re-election chances and us the people. But for people who are being crushed under draconian lockdown measures enacted by state and city governments, they have no patience, no understanding. They're all for themselves, the Democrats. Democrat Speaker Nancy Pelosi famously got a haircut at a salon in California. The salons supposed to be closed there at the time. And she blamed she was set up by the owner. She made the appointment. She paid for it. She went there. She's a phony liar. Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein, who has called for nationwide mask mandates, is constantly seen walking maskless and through an airport in September and again in the hallway of the Capitol. Democratic D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser also traveled to Delaware for a Biden victory party but didn't follow her own quarantine protocols upon return. Celebrations, you see, she said, are essential for your betters. They're too important to follow the rules they set for others. Last week, Democrat Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot announced new lockdowns. You must cancel the normal Thanksgiving plan, she said. These people are power mad, power hungry. They're, they're deluded with their own sense of unimportance. The previous week, Lightfoot was whooping it up in the streets, maskless and shouting through a bullhorn, and perhaps blowtorching her spittle at the crowd during a Biden victory party. And good old Democratic Chucky Schumer also partied for Biden, and he was maskless. 
And here's the absurd Thanksgiving new rules. Governor Newsom, California, announced new safety guidelines earlier this month for all private gatherings, just as Californians were gearing up for the Thanksgiving holiday. Power mad, power hungry, insane. Gatherings must include no more than three households, be held outdoors, last no longer than two hours, and guests can only go inside to use the restroom. Masks can only be taken off to eat and drink. Guests must be sat six feet apart and no singing, no shouting, and no chanting are strongly discouraged and forbidden. After New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo announced last week that indoor gatherings at private residences must be limited to 10 people, a handful of sheriffs across the state have said they won't enforce the order. The order's insane. Democratic Nevada Governor Steve Sisolak announced plans on Sunday to tighten the state's restrictions on businesses as well as public and private gatherings ahead of the holidays to contain the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic. These restrictions will also apply to Thanksgiving and other private gatherings, with a total of no more than 10 people from most two households gathering. You can have cocaine and heroin, but not turkey. Democratic Oregon Governor Brown is slammed for telling people to snitch on neighbors violating COVID rules this Thanksgiving, just weeks after Democrats' state decriminalized all drugs. Kate Brown, a Democratic governor of Oregon, announced the rule last week. As of Wednesday, gatherings of more than six people in a home were banned. Rule breakers could face 30 days in jail and a $1,250 fine in court. Let it be known so far that 99% of police forces in the ridiculous democratic areas have refused to enforce these insane hypocritical rules. You can do drugs, but you can't have turkey. Can't have Thanksgiving dinner. Do heroin, but not Thanksgiving dinner. And where do these people, these Democrats, these phonies, these hypocritical people over-impressed with their own unimportance get these ideas from? Some states, six people are okay. Ten's the magic number. Eight's the magic number. Five's the magic number. Don't eat inside. Don't eat outside. Nobody knows what they're doing. They're power mad. They're power hungry. Yet they do whatever they want. They have a hundred people. They don't care. They've broken every rule. This is getting totally out of control and totally out of hand. We have to do something. We have to unite together and get these people out of office and bring America back to normalcy. The message that has come through is loud and clear. These lying, sociopathic, democratic hypocrites have to know their behavior undermines their credibility and helps spread the virus they said they want to fight. And this is the truth. And there's only one possible conclusion. It's that they just don't care. <laughs>